0: you This is Trice Talk Minipod for a Friday night, October the 15th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Thanks for tuning in or listening to this episode of Minipod, where my conservative viewpoints are likely to be evident regardless of the subject matter. However, I am one of those conservatives that does not care or try to tell you how to live your life. Likewise, unless I'm using articles from online sources, the comments expressed on the show are my opinion and are in no way intended to tell you how to think or act. However, I will make suggestions from time to time on issues to call action, if you will, to push back against what I believe to be threats to our liberties in this wonderful country of ours all right so now that i have all that out of the way i actually had somebody uh, ask one night i think they typed it in the chat room about um you know what trice talk was about and you know are we trying to get people to to believe everything that we say and No, is the answer. No. We're just trying to provide information. And hopefully you can make up your own mind based on that. Although we will throw in our opinions, like I said. So now that that's out of the way, the first story, well, I guess I need to quiet the band there. (laughs) The first story it's something that I I saw last night, and it's kind of it's kind of isolated, if you will. I mean, it's only so far; it's only seemed to come up in one place. But since we're only about two weeks away from Halloween, I think it's appropriate to just kind of talk about the story for a few minutes because um, it it may. We may hear more of these stories as we get closer to Halloween. I don't know. Maybe not. But it came from the West Coast, which is not surprising. But before I actually make my comments on it, I'm going to, let's see if I've got this here. I'm going to play a a short clip about this particular story that I heard on Fox News channel last night. I think Jesse Waters I believe he was hosting the Fox News primetime show. I don't know if that's a permanent thing for him or if he was just doing it um, last night when I was listening to him about this particular subject. But anyway, I'm going to play that short clip uh, from uh, Jesse Waters. And Jesse is talking with the author of Woke Incorporated, uh, a new book by... Uh, Let me see if I can get this right. Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, If you watch Fox News, you probably have seen them on there a few times. Um, But as they're discussing the news story that a Seattle, West Coast, right? Elementary school has canceled its celebration of Halloween due to claims that it is not inclusive to all children. So Ramaswamy argues that it is just another leftist ploy to ruin everybody else's fun. So um, let me see if I can get this, play this without messing it up. Okay, so here's the clip with Jesse Waters and Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy, boy, what a name.
1: ...our favorite holiday from the radical left, but the left has set its sights on a new holiday to ruin Halloween. A Seattle elementary school is canceling its holiday activities because they've decided Halloween, you ready, marginalizes black students. So say goodbye to the costumes, the pumpkins, and the candy. These things aren't inclusive enough. A newsletter from Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary ironically reads... Halloween events create a situation where some students must be excluded for their beliefs, financial status, or life experience. It's uncomfortable and upsetting for kids. Do you want me now to react? Vivek Ramaswamy, author of Woke Inc. I hope I got that last name right. So I never heard this before. I always thought Halloween was the most egalitarian of all the holidays. Are they saying black kids can't? put on a mask and hold
2: out a bag for candy. Well, Jesse, look, I think it's pretty funny that liberals really are anti-maskers in the schools when it comes to Halloween. And meanwhile, you have these school administrators going on their own Halloween witch hunt, blaming Halloween instead of themselves for why black kids are doing poorly in schools. And at the end of the day, this is just another white privilege, actually, in the schools, an elite white school being able to actually insulate itself from accountability by blaming Halloween rather than failed school policies for why minorities are doing bad in school. But Jesse, in all seriousness, this is a movement, you're dead right about Christmas. This is a movement that will not stop until it has torn down every American institution and every American tradition. And you mark my words, Thanksgiving is next, President's Day is next, the 4th of July is next, it's coming. And I think that this movement will not stop until it is stopped in return.
1: And I'll be there to fight every single battle on the front lines, because you know that's my game. So Vivek, explain this to me though. All you have to do is put on a costume and walk next door or into your apartment building next door and knock, knock, candy, stick it in my bag, and then I eat it. How is that racist? How are blacks not able to do that? What are What is Benjamin
2: Franklin Elementary School thinking here? I don't get it when you're talking about the knock knock fill up my bag and move on it actually reminds me of these dei these diversity equity inclusion consultants yeah the way they go from school to school that's that's a big operation in their own right exactly they're going trick-or-treating from school to school in their own right and they're peddling this nonsense which these school administrators are actually eating up And you know, maybe there's a lot of good reasons to cancel Halloween. Dental hygiene might be on the list, but I don't think (laughs) that marginalizing communities of color is on that list. And in all seriousness, Jesse, sometimes we hear the expression on the right that nothing's allowed to be sacred anymore. I actually think our problem is the opposite. Nothing is allowed to be ordinary anymore. These are ordinary fun traditions that bring us together. Halloween brings kids together, irrespective of their skin color, irrespective of their race or where their parents came from. And as we turn each of those unifying moments into these moments of division, that's really what takes us to the brink of this cultural civil war that we're on. And so I think we, I think the left and the right need to remember that these are occasions for actually to have fun together, to bring kids together to have fun and not infuse a level of political seriousness into traditions that are just supposed to ordinary fun in everyday life
1: all right well if anybody wants to come knocking i'm going to be handing out a lot of candy i don't care what color you are it's nothing to do with color just dress up something spooky and have some fun vivette thank you so much i appreciate it they got to get their act together over at that elementary school i swear to god i'm going to send like thousands of dollars of candy just to make it up to these poor kids (laughs) foot soldier in the war on.
0: okay (laughs) now the one thing the one thing I will question about this this uh this short clip when Jesse and, and Ramaswamy were talking about it. I mean, I read this thing, I read the headline, it says Seattle Elementary School has canceled its its celebration of Halloween. Now I'm thinking that maybe the school itself used to sell you know, let kids kind of celebrate Halloween. Uh, in the classroom or something, you know, the, the the last school day before Halloween or something, you know, bring candy. I mean, I know when I went to school, you know, back, you know, uh, <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. So I know things have changed drastically since I was in school. But we used to do stuff like that in class, uh, even actually the day after Halloween, teachers would allow kids to bring in, you know, a certain amount of candy, you know, you couldn't bring in your whole bag of candy, but they would allow kids to bring candy into the classroom. And I think we swapped it with each other and, and stuff like that. Uh, we never actually had, you know, a situation where we dressed up in class and, and and did anything like that. Although many of the schools back in, in, in my day, uh, held these fall festivals or Halloween festivals, if you will. And many of them would have, you know, haunted houses and stuff like that and games and, and things. And a lot of times it was used as fundraisers for the school. And so kids could dress up, uh, and Halloween costumes and go to that. Um, I honestly, I honestly don't see the harm in that, especially if it's after school. Now, if this particular situation they're talking about, they're not going to allow any celebration of Halloween during school hours. I don't know. You know, I might step away from Jesse and Ramaswamy there, but clearly their point is valid in the sense that, um, you know, the people on the left, the woke group in our country, if you will, uh, are wanting to do away with all these celebrations that they want to call, uh, like in this case, white celebrations. Uh, it's, disad, dis, well, it disadvantages uh, black kids, I think what they were talking about, uh, or minority kids or kids who don't, you know, come from poor families. Now, I remember we used to celebrate valentines they would the teachers would let us uh bring valentines to uh, the class now obviously this was an elementary school It didn't go on in high school but in elementary school when you're when kids are still developing and they're still you know uh they're they're serious but they're not as serious as they are in high school so we'd we'd do the the uh valentine thing and swap Hall- valentines now I've heard in in recent years that, you know, uh, schools don't allow that anymore because some kids get left out. Well, they got left out back in those days too. I, I, I think (laughs) that, um, I, I don't think that I ever got as many, uh, Valentines that I, as I would have liked to. And there were some kids in the class that, uh, got a lot of Valentines. So, you know, it's, one of those things but i i think it also i think when that kind of situation happens it also lets kids grow up knowing that things aren't always going to be equal everybody's not going to get the same amount of attention and there's always going to be some people more popular than others we cannot make everything balanced for everybody and, you know, and, and, and those of us who grew up in, in my generation, you just had to, you had to deal with it. It wasn't traumatizing. It wasn't anything that has affected me all of my adult life. Like some of these crazy ass people are trying to portray these poor kids in school today that, you know, we, we have to do away with things. that just doesn't make it the, the playing field level for everybody. Uh, you know, and as we've talked about before on TriStalk. Talk that stupid ass tradition of now, you know, and, and, sporting events and, uh, uh, little league soccer teams, baseball teams, everybody that's on the team gets a trophy. So nobody feels bad. Uh, you know, so it's kind of along the same line. They're, they're trying to make things the same for everybody. And life is not that way because we're not all the same. We don't all try as hard. We don't all have the same drive. Uh, we don't all have the same mental capacity or, or the, the uh, athletic ability. I have none actually. Uh, but you know, there's a few things that I can, I can muddle my way through. I used to be a, uh, you know, do fairly well on the uh, table tennis circuit, but, um, uh, as I've gotten older, I've, I've, kind of lost my uh, touch with that but it's just not going to be fair for everybody but it's amazing to me how everything in america is now up for removal because of these kinds of circumstances these qualifications these qualifiers if you will that uh, woke people want to impose on every tradition every uh thing that we've historically kind of enjoyed uh, in this country, Um, especially when it involves kids. But if you've been paying attention to what's going on for the last several years, which has greatly accelerated since 2020, and even more since Biden took office, if if you really, really are paying attention the left and their woke media comrades are trying to remove all symbols of American institutions. I mean, they went nuts last year and they, they, they did it under the guise of being upset over George Floyd and, and some other incidents that occurred in this country, which gave them carte blanche to do pretty much whatever the hell they wanted to do last year, including burning buildings down to the ground, setting fires to cars, attacking police officers, killing police officers, assaulting people who obviously didn't agree with their agenda. And you may make an argument about some of the things that that they have attacked, um, some of the symbols, if you will, some of the statues, if you will, but items that have historically been non-political celebrations in our country should not be on the chopping block because uh, a small group of people in this country have decided that they need to be removed because they're not fair for everybody. They leave some people out. But right now, the moment, it seems like it's going to be Halloween. It's funny that it wasn't that long ago that some Christian organizations had a problem with Halloween because they felt it glorified anti-Christian figures, uh, devil, uh, devils and witches and, and, and so forth. They, a lot of, a lot of really extreme Christian groups considered Halloween to be a satanic ritual. And they thought that our, our, celebration of Halloween was, was wrong, but because, um, (laughs) but because the protests were coming from Christian organizations, the left, as well as conservatives pushed back and Halloween continued because, you know, the left is not going to align itself with any Christian organization or anything that, people on the right complain about the left, you can damn well be sure that they're going to defend it. Now, because the left has decided all American traditions must be removed from our society, they have jumped on board the turn America into an unrecognizable country train. And now it's okay to attack Halloween. All under the guise that Halloween is not inclusive enough. Well, here's a flash. Here's a freaking flash that I wish all any liberal or any woke person would write down. Everything in this world does not have to be designed for everybody in the world to participate. We don't all have the same likes. We don't all have the same. uh, values, standards, religion. You know, there's a number of reasons why somebody may not want to participate in something that is, we consider traditional in this country. But Halloween is not a religious holiday. Halloween is something uh I I don't actually, I guess that would be interesting to know when Halloween started being celebrated in this country and became such a big deal with kids dressing up and going around and collecting candy. I mean, to me, Halloween has been promoted to the point where, you you know, parents have to go out and buy, you know, $80 costumes for their kids. Now, in that sense, that may be unfair to poor families because some of the neatest costumes are so expensive that they can't afford them but because they can't afford them doesn't mean the people that can afford them should not be able to go buy them. You cannot punish the people who can because of the people who cannot. That's the way life is about everything, if you pay attention, although these fools think that they can make everything in life fair for everybody, or at least that's what they want to tell us, They suck people in by telling them that we're going to make everybody equal. Everybody's going to blah, blah, blah. Nobody's going to have any more than anybody else. We're going to take care of you. Yet they fail to, you know, make you understand that there's going to be that group of people on the hill that are making all the rules and overseeing everybody that they're going to live better than anybody else they're going to have more privileges than anybody else. That's just a fact. Look at any socialist country that's ever existed. And you've got the class of people still on the top, maybe not as large as it is now in our country because of varying degrees of uh, wealth. But they're still going to, they get to decide who gets to live on the hill and be in control and live like kings and queens. That's going to be the difference. They're going to tell you how to live, but they're damn sure going to be living better than you. So this whole thing that everything can be fair for everybody is ridiculous. But for some reason, the left in this country has convinced a lot of young people that that's a possibility. Remember the left's argument several years ago against retail stores playing Christmas music and decorating for the holidays. I mean, they were basically wanting to just tone Christmas down to little or nothing because some people, and the argument was that some people, some customers would go into stores, to buy stuff, and they were offended by Christmas music because they don't believe in Jesus Christ. So they 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 considered it offensive that that the stores would play Christmas music and decorate Christmas trees and stars and mangers and Santa Claus and elves. That was offensive to them. So this small group of people got enough attention that they were trying to force the majority of the people in this country who enjoy christmas for what it is not everybody looks at christmas as a religious holiday not everybody has to believe in jesus to enjoy christmas that's the kind of holiday it is you know, it has uh, roots in Christianity, yes, but it's also been expanded. The Santa Claus thing has nothing to do with religion. Maybe, maybe to an extent in its original concept in Europe, but the Americanized version, Santa Claus, is not a Christian symbol. So it is something that should be able to be enjoyed by anybody of any faith, and their kids. And it's really more about the kids. And then there was that, There was, even before that controversy, there was controversy, uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, maybe longer than that, that these uh, academics were saying, you know, we're harming our children by teaching, uh, or trying to get them to believe the lie about Santa Claus running around giving presents and the slave, you know, and his reindeer flying around the world all in one night, that that was such a horrible story to tell them. Of course, Christmas survived that too. There's nothing wrong with make-believe in life. For a period of time, it does not hurt human beings to believe in something that maybe is just a fairy tale or just just a fantasy. There's people who pay lots of money to experience fantasies but yet they want to tell you that you can't believe in Santa Claus for a period of time in your life. So The point is, the few dissenters to accepted and beloved traditions in our country do not have the right to force the rest of us to cancel our traditions because they don't like or believe in them or they feel left out. You make that choice to be left out. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. You can still go shopping even though they're playing Christmas music. You can still go in the store even if they've got a section roped off or for or cordoned off or whatever this Halloween stuff. I mean, are you really offended looking at pumpkins and 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 costumes and bags of candy? Does that is that who who in the hell does that offend? And because not every child is going to be able to go in there and get a costume, especially the more expensive things, the neatest things, and, and unfortunately that's the way it is in a capitalist society. You know, the more popular something is, the more they can charge for it. But because there are kids that can't buy those best costumes, are we not supposed to let the people who can buy them have them? And if you're that bothered by it, then start a, a charitable organization that every year that you make it your goal to raise enough money so you can go around and give these, these uh, underprivileged kids opportunities to, to have these costumes, the neater costumes, if you will. But you don't have a right to take that away from everybody else because of your beliefs or your desires or because you are offended. That's a personal problem. That's a personal choice. Halloween is not a lifestyle. It's an event. Just like the Mardi Gras in 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 New Orleans. People dress up down there and they throw trinkets off of off of floats. These are things that, that in this country that have be- become traditions over, over decades. And now there's people coming in or there's people here that have been raised poorly to believe that they have the right to take all these things away from the people who enjoy them. And look forward to them every year. Hell, there's a lot of adults that that dress up for for Halloween. Uh, I've seen people spend um, hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars decorating your yard with these now these mechanical things uh, that you can buy at Home Depot. Some of them as high as you know three or four hundred dollars for a mechanical dragon to, to put in your front yard. Um, people have Halloween parties. It's an excuse to have fun and do something that takes you away from reality for a little while. And I I guarantee you that most of these leftist woke people probably don't have a problem with people running out and, and blowing their mind out with drugs, (laughs) having drug parties, but they don't want people to have innocent parties for Halloween and Christmas. So it's just it's just one of those things, one of those moments that that have been an American tradition as, as at least all of my life. And these people don't have a right to come in and change that because it offends a few. So those of you who don't care about or don't like what the majority of Americans' joy is, their holidays and celebrations, either find something else to do that night, that one night, and leave everyone else alone to have their moments of fun after all the world doesn't exist just to make you happy. As the eagle said in a song that I love, get over it. All right. Moving on. Oh, you sure I'll be talking about that probably before Christmas again. Uh, just let them start badmouthing Christmas again this year and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into it again. Um, moving on, I got one more topic for tonight, and it's an article by Lee Ohanian, I think I said that right, who is a professor of economics at UCLA for Prager University. The title of this article is, Do the Rich Pay Their Fair Share? Now, I think I touched on this the other night, since I haven't been doing uh, nightly versions of mini pods. Uh, I'm losing track of some of these, but I, I think I touched on it briefly. Uh, one of the things that really pisses me off. And, and if you've listened to Tri's talk over the last year, plus, you know, there's a lot of stuff that pissed me off, you know, it pisses me off because everybody in the world or, or not everybody. There's too many people in 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 this country today that are trying to tell everybody else how to live their lives. You know, it's like this thing with Halloween. I don't tell you you gotta support Halloween. I don't tell you you gotta celebrate Halloween. I don't tell you you gotta dress up. We don't even tell you that you gotta put candy bowl out in front of your house. You know, if you don't want to participate in Halloween, don't turn your lights on is what most subdivisions tell people to do, and just stay away from your door. Don't participate. But don't tell us that we shouldn't be doing it either, or we can't. Certainly don't tell us that we can't. But this thing about fair share, I'm so sick of hearing the words fair share, because that's really an open-end statement. I want to know what fair share is and I want to know what they want me to pay for. See, that's the thing. I mean, if there's a group of you, you got four of you decide you're going to go out and, and, uh, celebrate something, you know, I don't know, whatever somebody got a raise or somebody got a promotion or actually somebody got a job and you go out and you celebrate and there's four of you and, You have an open tab, and then when the tab comes around, it's time to pay. You should pay your fair share, unless you got one rich SOB in the group that just, you know, he's going to be a show-off and pay for the whole thing, but you should pay your fair share, especially what you consume. There's a lot of things that you could talk about being fair share, but unfortunately, what the left wants you to consider to be fair share is every damn thing in the world they think you ought to be participating in the payment of. Which I'm going to probably get in the tomorrow night or Sunday night about. Uh, I found this article where someone has uh read a lot of the three point five trillion dollar uh bill that they keep dabbling with on on the hill. And he's got forty two things from the bill that people are going to be paying for so you know that when somebody tells me when a a liberal tells me i'm supposed to pay for my fair share so does that fair share mean why am i paying for a portion of bridge repairs in idaho a bridge across some river or something in idaho never been to idaho in my life probably At this stage, we'll never make it to Idaho, but I'm supposed to work and pay taxes to help fix a bridge in Idaho. That should be Idaho's problem. People who live in Idaho, people who use the bridge in Idaho, if you want to take some of the money out of the federal highway program uh, that they normally contribute, fine, but it shouldn't be a pay your fair share of that. Because if I never use something, how is it my fair share? Paying my fair share towards supporting the military in this country? Yes. That makes sense. Paying my fair share for uh, the defense of this country, you know, uh, guidance systems, uh, uh, you know, the whole lot, the Navy, the Army, Air Force, whatever, anything that's needed to help protect us in America. I don't have a problem with paying a fair share of that. But I do have a problem paying what they say is a fair share if that payment is towards giving free abortions to people. So anyway, uh, I don't want to get into the subject I'm going to talk about, uh, on the next show. So I'm going to go to this article. It's very short. I may have to change my, <laughs> my lighting here cause I'm going to have to read this off a printed copy, but, um, all right, this is the article, do the rich pay their fair share by Lee Ohanian. Uh, here's a question you're likely to hear whenever the subject of taxes come up, do the rich pay their fair share? There are two parts to this question, who is rich and what is fair. Let's start with who is rich. Nearly everyone assumes that a person who is among the top 10% of all income earners qualifies as rich. But according to 2011 data, a top 10% household makes around $150,000 or above in gross annual income. That's income before deductions and taxes. Now, $150,000 is a nice living, but it certainly doesn't make you rich in today's time. Okay, then what about the top 5%? You get into this percentile if your household makes around 190,000 or above. That's a nice bump, but it hardly puts you in the rich category. How about the top 1%? That's 500,000 or above, a great income. But remember, most people only get to that level after many years of hard work and quite possibly the accumulation of serious debt to fund their education or build their business. Of course, there are people who make more than 500,000, and there are some who make many millions, even billions, but the number who do is very small. Now let's talk about FAIR. FAIR would seem to be that the group of taxpayers who earn 10% of the country's income would pay 10% of the country's taxes, right? The group who earned, the group who earned 20% would pay 20% of the taxes and so on. But if, what if I told you that according to the IRS data, the top 10% of all earners, the people making 150000 and above, pay 71% of all federal income tax while earning only 43% of all income. If anything, the top 10% pay more than their fair share. So as it happens, do the much reviled top 1% They earn 17% of all income, but pay 37% of all federal income taxes. And what about those at the other end of the income scale, the low earners? Are we squeezing them? Hardly. Those who make 45,000 or less, 47% of all earners, That's what that group is, paid little and often no income tax at all. So according to this article, I'm breaking away here, 47% of all earners in this country who make $45,000 or less pay little or no income taxes. That's almost half half the taxpayers in the country. Ah, but what about payroll taxes? the money we pay to fund social security and Medicare that takes a bigger bite of the paycheck of lower earners than higher earners. Isn't that unfair? Consider two points. First, it's misleading to call the payroll tax a tax. It's really an insurance payment that guarantees we receive social security and Medicare after we turn 65. Second, The benefits we receive from Social Security are capped, no matter how much we have paid in. This means that the payroll taxes of high earners actually help subsidize the Social Security and Medicare benefits that low-income earners receive at retirement. How do all these numbers stack up against other countries? The U.S. income tax system is substantially more progressive, meaning that income tax rates rise as income rises, than other advanced countries, including Germany and Sweden. So if you think that our tax system is unfair because it coddles high earners, then you must conclude that tax systems in these other countries are even more unfair. So how high Tax. So, how high are tax rates on Americans today? Well, throw in the federal income tax increase manda- mandated in 2013 and state taxes, and the top earners face a tax rate of more than 50% in California and New York. Other states, like Maryland and Connecticut, are not far behind. Do you think a tax rate of greater than 50% is fair? If so, is there any rate that wouldn't be? Nobody is calling for bake sales for everyone in the top 10% of earners, and no one wants to minimize the struggles of those at the lower income strata. But to say the rich, however, you might define them, don't pay their fair share is simply wrong. Finally, numerous academic studies, including ones that I have done, show that when tax rates are too high, investment risk-taking by entrepreneurs and therefore job creation at all decline. And when that happens, it's the poor who suffer, not the rich. The rich do fine. It may feel good to take even more money from the top 10%, but it doesn't do good And it sure isn't fair. Yeah. I think, I think it's mind blowing and I'm not going to expand on this too much, but I think it's mind blowing. And I've thought about this for years because at one, at one point I I had a, when I actually had a, a job where I worked for somebody else, um, I was making the best money I've ever made in my life. And the one thing that I realized is at that time um, it was the, the the amount of money that was being taxed, taking away from me from the money that I earned. And you know, it, it, it matters no matter what level you're on. If you're making $10 an hour and in, in income taxes can still hurt you at least in payroll tax time. Uh, then, of course, a lot of people, like like the article said, if you're making less than forty five thousand dollars a year, there's a good chance that you're going to get all or a good portion of your money back. But still, they're taking it out of that check, and you won't see it till the end of the year, or 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 sometime the next year. But I, you know, some people approach over forty percent. I think at that time I was paying I figured it out to be about 37% of my income uh to various taxes. Now that includes social security and medicare as well. But you know, you're you're approaching 50% of what you make somebody else is going to take away from you. And you know, if you're patriotic, you think you know, that, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm. this is for running this part of the government, this is for this part of the country, and so forth. But what has happened, I'd say, in the last 20 years, probably, it seems to me that it's, it, it really started coming to head in the 90s, under Bill Clinton, no pun intended, that we started realizing what the government, the federal government was wasting our money on taking money that we work our ass off. Many of us do for, and we pay this money and we allow them to take it out of our check, thinking that we're doing the right thing for the country and paying our fair share. And then we find out what the hell they're doing with the money. And that's when it becomes an issue Am I supposed to have to pay into a system so you can fund this? So you can give money to those people in Solyndra, you know, Barack Obama, who ended up going bankrupt and then pocketing the executives pocketed a lot of that money. I paid into that. You paid into that. If you're working, Is that right? Is that paying a fair share? That's not fair. How in the hell do you figure that's fair? So that's the question that's coming up now with this $3.5 trillion bill, which I'll talk about probably on Sunday night. That's the problem, people. You're expected to work and pay more and more and more into this system. So these, these crooks and Washington, D.C. can dole this money out to people that they have obligations to for helping their ass get elected. And some of these that I'm going to give to you on Sunday night should piss you off. If you're a hardworking American citizen in this country and you're paying taxes and you see some of the crap they've crammed into this $3.5 trillion bill that they say is going to help uh, generate new jobs in this country. Are we supposed to be excited about them hiring more IRS agents, creating more federal jobs? Federal jobs do not create income in this country. They do not create wealth in this country. They suck up wealth. They're a sponge. Yes, many of those jobs are necessary. I'm not saying they aren't. But as you well know, <laughs> well, we won't get into that tonight. So, fair share. Fair share of what? It's important what that what is when you want to tell me I've got to pay my fair share, which I did blindly, you know, a good portion of my adult life. Like I say, up until the nineties when things started, I mean, I still had to pay them because I'm working and they're taking it out of my check. So, That was the article on fair share. All right. Um, That's going to do it for tonight's show. I appreciate you taking time to listen to and uh, download this episode if you have or will. And um, if you like what you heard, please be sure to hit that follow button. I would greatly appreciate it. And if you were offended or want to comment or argue about anything that I've talked about tonight and the information I've shared with you or my opinions, please feel free to email me at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. That's T-R-I-C-E-T-A-L-K 69pts at gmail.com. And I threw this out the other night. I'm going to throw this out again. Any of you that are listening to this, and if, if you just want to comment on anything that I've, I've, I've talked about tonight, uh, if you'll send me an email and you can either say, hey, great, great show. I really enjoyed it. Love love what you talked about. Or, you know, man, you suck. Send me an email. I don't care what you say as long as you keep it clean. Don't Don't intentionally try to offend me, but I will read it. Um, so anyone who sends comments into that tristalk69pts at gmail.com will have be put in, uh, the drawing for a free copy of Mark Levin's new book, American Marxism. Uh, we've got three copies left to give away. So if anybody wants to participate in trying to get a copy of one of those books, all you got to do is send me an email. That's you can't get any simpler than that. doesn't even have to be a book. It could be two lines, three lines, but you know, you, you got to comment on the show. All right. <laughs> you just can't send me an email and say, I want a book. All right. Uh, but we'll choose the best email from that. And it doesn't have to be somebody that compliments me either. It, it, it can, you know, if, if you're constructive in your criticism, you may still be chosen the winner for the book. Um, All right. So like I said, I'll, it's probably going to be Sunday night before I do that. It'll be 42 things that you'll find in this uh, $3.5 trillion bill that uh, is up on the Hill. And uh, (laughs) gosh, we're, really hoping that that thing can't pass i mean it's going to be sad if it does so until sunday night or next time whichever may come first i'm donald wayne and this has been Trish Talk mini pod stay safe everybody